Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, 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 everybody. You are live with Let's Chat. My name is Tony, and I'm going to be joined shortly by the one and only Miss Alicia. But before we get started, we want to thank you guys for tuning in every time Alicia and I are on the air. We truly appreciate each and every ear and eye and uh, those that support us. So just know that you guys are appreciated. But I want you to get ready for a great show. Now, y'all know Alicia usually comes up with these topics. And I chime in on the evening of the show. Tonight's topic is rough patches. Hmm. I'm going to be interested to know why she chose that topic and how it relates to our three guests tonight, which we have in the chat room tonight. We have Arthur Model Marie Dunn, Arthur Itchy Moo, and the wonderful friend to the show, Arthur Publisher Danielle Bigsby. So we hope you guys are are ready. To get ready for a great show. You know, Alicia and I, we always try to bring our best to the chat room. But once again, welcome to Let's Chat. We're going to play some music because Alicia and I are in on Deadwood music from from all those independent artists, if I can get my word out. That's in us music. We want to just say thank you. But um, we are big, big supporters of Xavier Lewis here on Let's Chat. And I absolutely love when we play Georgia Clay. For those that may not have heard it, he is always in our rotation. We're going to just give you a little bit of that Georgia Clay because I understand that it was hot down in the ATL today. I saw Leash have posted on her car the uh, temperature. And it was a reading a hundred degrees. Oh my goodness! Shout out to the heat in the ATL. 
<laughs> so stay tuned, sit back, and enjoy this cut from Xavier Lewis, Georgia Clay. We'll be right back. Busting my tail on a nine to five Just to keep up, try to stay alive Promise my lady we gon' be alright She be crying while she praying for a better life Hustling on the side for a bag of rice Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price Gotta keep trucking through the Georgia clay Gotta stay searching for a better day Gotta keep my faith till make way Gotta get extended so the gas can pay Sweet Georgia Thank you. 
was that Xavier Lewis, Georgia Clay. That's one of my all-time favorites in our rotation. Shout out to Xavier Lewis. You know, he's going to be joining Lucia and I here in the chat room. Uh, not too, not too long in the future. I hope. You know, he was supposed to be in the summer, but some things came up. He dropped some new music, but we're looking forward to him joining us when he gets a chance to. Now, for those that are just now tuning in with us, you know, we always know we have new guests, new listeners, new people keeping eyes on our show. But just to give you guys a little bit of what Leisha and I do here on Let's Chat, you know, because when Leisha come in, we're going to just get going like we don't have any new people. So I'm going to go ahead and do the introduction to let you all know what we do. But here on Let's Chat, we used to celebrate literature, but now our show has evolved into so much more than just literature. We just celebrate the dopeness, and we only know how to do it in the royal way. You know, we celebrate, as always, because we read as first and foremost, authors, but we've had publishers, we've had actors, singers, lawyers, politicians, everybody through all walks of life had come through the doors of Let's Chat, and we appreciate each and every one of them. Now, our show allows our guests as well as our listeners to interact in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. You know, you never know where um, a person is in their lives, and each show may touch someone individually. So we appreciate everyone that comes through the doors of Let's Chat. Now, once again, our show topic tonight, is rough patches, and I'm going to be interested to see what Leisha meant behind that and how it relates to our three wonderful guests. Once again, we're going to have author model Marie Dunn, author Ichimu, and friend to the show, author and publisher Danielle Bigsby. Hey, Leisha. Hey, T. Hey. Yeah, so we got a great show today. I've been so busy, y'all. I got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff in my head. Got projects that need to be done and gone out. So your girl busy. Your girl over here busy. She busy, y'all. Oh, but I want to, you know, nope. first I want to shout out T. I appreciate her, y'all. Y'all know she's my left hand, and most of the time she is my right. And so we have some uh, projects coming out. I just want to shout out our clients that have, you know, I appreciate all the people that, you know, they hit my inbox and um it's it's I just love being able to work with them and, and work with their vision and I think that they entrust me with the things that they wanna do. And so mm-hmm. I just wanna shout them out because I appreciate them. Awesome. All right, so now but last chat, we got a few things we're going to do uh, coming in 2020. I wanted to run something by T, and I meant to do it before, but I'm just going to do it now. So, look, T, I think because, Uh-oh, you people. know. Uh-oh, people. <laughs> Uh-oh, me on the spot. <laughs> okay, because, you know, T is our sports guru. For all y'all don't, don't, don't know, T talks that talk when it comes to sports. And it don't matter what kind of – Baseball, basketball, football, tea talks it. So I'm thinking we should do a tease corner where you can do highlights of what's what's hot in sports. Um, what you think? Hmm. That's interesting. That's kind of like, you know, is is it going to be different from what we were doing on the scoreboard? Or how, how, how is that going to work? You know, I, would, I know we could talk behind the scenes of, 
of the logistics, but is it on the same realm like, as, as the scoreboard? You know how you watch the news. You know how you watch the news, and they have like the just the sports highlights. But it'll mm-hmm. be Steve's corner, and you'll be given sports highlights. So it's still hmm. gonna be I like. like that. It's gonna be like the scoreboard. Um, you can even do a short segment if you want to have Jazz come on with you, but. I think that, you know, football season is coming up. You know, I'm, everything everything New York is tea. <laughs> everything New York. But um, oh, I thought that it. would be fun to add. Yes. Y'all know that we're coming up on our six-year anniversary, and we just want to do some different things around in the chat room. And so that is one of the things that I've been thinking about, uh, doing Tea's Corner, allowing her to be able to talk that talk about sports a little bit um, because that's what she enjoys. Uh, and then the other thing is we're going to start doing Let's Chat Live once a month every Sunday. That's right. So we were gonna, we're going to be live on social media, live on Facebook. Uh, we'll have one or two guests on that Sunday, but it will be once a month every Sunday um, live on social media. And we're going to do our first run through on this Sunday, uh, and we're going to do that with author – um, S.F. Hardy. She's a children's author out of the fabulous state of Michigan, Detroit in the house. So she's going to come on. That is going to be on our um, social media pages. So we want y'all to tune in. And that's something that we're going to start doing regularly in 2020, though. Um, we're just going to be doing a few different things for the show um, because we are evolving. We've done so much in six years, and we've had so many guests and so many different experiences that um, we just want to kick it up a little notch, just kick it up a little, little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, kick it up, see what we can, well, we can shake the tree a little bit, see what falls out. Mm-hmm. Now, y'all know, Leisha is, of the two of us, she is Miss, Miss Out There, and I'm usually the one in the background, so she's really putting my challenging shoes on. <laughs> Which is going live. I'm just saying, people, don't 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 be you know surprised if y'all see me peeking around the camera. <laughs> she is the one that be out there. At least she has no problem putting that live camera on. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I always she always be like, now what's this again? Watch. I guarantee after the show, she's gonna be like, now what's this again? We about to be doing now. What what is this? <laughs> I'm always doing something. I always got her doing something, but she always go along with it. She will ride with me. I appreciate her because she always takes a ride wherever I want to go. She rolling, so I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem, Leisha. I'm there. But we have a great show, Leisha. You know, it's been a minute since Danielle's been in, in the, in the uh, chat room, so it's going to be exciting catching up with her. You know, I know she just released a new book. But on mm-hmm. the issue room, you know, he has some new material. And um, Marie Dunn, you know, we're going to find out what she's been doing lately. So it's going to be an exciting evening. We hope our listeners are ready. Sit back, get those fluffy socks on. I don't know if it's hot like where you are, like where Leisha is, but uh, get ready, get you some, a red cup. Because Leisha and I, we don't discriminate what's in that cup. We can't tell. It could be anything. <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate y'all coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. Y'all, I got to get my breath for a moment, so we're going to take a brief break. 
Uh, we want to shout out our show sponsors. Did you see we had we had show sponsors, T? I see. We definitely evolving. <laughs> yes, we have show sponsors, and this is really technically our first corporate show sponsor. So um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited that um, we're branching out and doing some, a lot of different things uh, here on Let's Chat. But the show sponsor that we have, is actually um, Atlanta Glam Bar um, was the uh, Face Cafe. And Face Cafe is a, it's a glam bar. Um, they do, they have makeup artists, lashes, they do the Yanni Steams. And so we're going to actually have them in the chat room. Uh, they actually have different locations. They have a Georgia location. They have a North uh, North Carolina location. So we're actually going to mm-hmm. have them all in the chat room so that we can talk health and beauty. Y'all know that's what we do, especially around this time of year, uh, ladies, because, mm-hmm. you know, we have to know wintertime is coming, how to take care of our hair, how to take care of our skin. And y'all know me and T got that thing about them bat eyelashes that be flying away. So we want to talk about eyelashes, eyelash care, and for those who don't want to wear eyelashes, how to grow your own and maintain uh, your own eyelashes. So we're excited. We love when we allow people to come in uh, and just be able to share and educate. And so y'all know we do that every time around this year before um, the snow hits because that 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 air hit a little different when it's cold outside. <laughs> Uh-huh. Hair, That's true. And also, we're ready for the holiday parties. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When it's when it's cold outside, your hair fall different. It don't be the same. <laughs> <laughs> your skin it be a little different. That hit that everything hit different once that air hit it. So we're excited to have them in here. We're excited to have them on board. Um, so y'all stay tuned. We'll keep an eye on our social media. We're going to be sharing uh, different things that they are doing, different opportunities they have going on, and just, just helping to spread and brand their um, fabulous business. You know, we're all about girl power here uh, and that black girl magic. So we are all in. And uh-huh. if you want to be a sponsor of Let's Chat, just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. Also, if you want to be a guest on our Show. Send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. So we have this fabulous lady here, y'all. So I want to envision her like a butterfly. Because mm-hmm. when she first came on the show, she wasn't doing all the things that she's doing now. And uh, I'm excited to have her back on the show so that she can talk that talk and let us know what she's been cooking. She's got a new book mm-hmm. out, she's modeling. Honey, 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 let us know what you got going on. Welcome, Marie. Hello, hello, everyone. How are you all doing? We are good. Welcome back to Let's Chat. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. <laughs> we are happy to have you. Okay, so you got to let us know what you've been cooking because you you over there on Instagram. We be watching you. If you ain't running, you modeling. If you ain't modeling, you writing, honey. Tops, let us know what's going on in Marie's world. Oh, in Marie's world, there is so much that's actually going on in my world. And um, first, let's say 
a quick word of thank you, thank you, thank you guys so much. It's truly an honor and a pleasure to be here to have this conversation with you guys. You guys spoke about black girl magic and girl power. That's what this is all about. And I'm so grateful for this platform. Oh, you're so welcome. Okay. So I remember when I was here last year, I believe it was, I am so happy Mm -hmm. to see my growth. So I am still a social worker in child welfare. And I remember Mm -hmm. when I was here last year, I was talking about the incident that I had where I got injured on the job. Mm -hmm. So this is basically me taking those lemons that was handed to me and turning them, making them into my lemonade. This Mm -hmm. is just really about that power where I decided when everything was going left in my life, I decided to go right. So during that time, I decided to write poems to escape to my perfect world. That's just how I've always coped. Writing, it's always safe, and it takes me away from everything that's actually going wrong in my life. So I decided I'm going to put it into a book. And this is where I'm at. And during that process, it's like I recognized that I needed to get out of that slum that I was in, that dark place, and I rise mm-hmm. out of it. So, of course, I wrote my book. Definitely, I during this process, it was such an arduous task. It was such a long journey. During that time, my book was actually supposed to be released from April. Unfortunately, on January 13th, my dad had a massive stroke. Oh, no. That left him with significant neurological damages that turned my life upside down. And up until this day, I'm still struggling with that, but nothing is going to keep me down because when God says yes, no matter what's going on, nothing can change that. And I'm Mm -hmm. here to tell you all Mm -hmm. that whatever it is in life that you want, whatever it is that's setting your soul on fire, you have to be committed and you have to be willing to make that sacrifice but you can have it, and you can make it. So I mm, got involved in good. so much, absolutely. I even started teaching a life skills um, class in the federal jail. Really? So it, yes. So it's really about, I think, I can't even explain it to you all, but I think I listened to the universe when it started talking to me. Mm-hmm. And I listen to God. I think for Mm -hmm. so long I've been so disobedient. And the moment I decide to start listening and to walk in my purpose, it's as if like my basket is just overflowing with so much blessing. Don't ask me how I do all of this. But again, it goes back to God just like pouring into me and giving me that strength to continue. And of course you guys Mm -hmm. see me modeling. Like that's always something I've always enjoyed doing. So I volunteer for the church where I do this modeling every year. And um, people are discovering me, and they're reaching out to me. And I'm like, you know what, why not? I have a fashion mm-hmm. show that's actually coming up um, next week on the 8th in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It's um, in New York Fashion Week with Tara. She's from Florida. Um, it's amazing. I am so excited to be a part of this huge collaboration with the beautiful black sisters and our black men to just like really highlight what our culture is really about and what we are made of. Oh, that's that all I've awesome. been up to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
That's all. Oh, you hear her leash? That's all. Right. That's a whole lot, girl. <laughs> She's like, that's all. I'm like, that's it? You that's didn't let know she got coming. You didn't let know she got up in there? I'm just saying, because you just throwing stuff out. Like, oh, I got this. Oh, this over here. <laughs> we are so happy for you. We are so proud of your growth, proud of your grind. Now, you actually blog your you're running, and you do your inspirationals oh, yeah. every day. Tell us what got you into that. So, um, of course, I am a self-made woman, self-published and everything like that. And I recognize, okay, fine, you wrote the book. Now you have to start getting that attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I love to run. And I, because of my injuries, I had stopped running. And I decided to do a bold challenge, right? So I put it out there, and I, said, I, I decided that I have 66 poems in my book. And just for the fun of it, I decided I'm going to run 69 miles prior to my book release date, which is the 31st on Saturday. This was such – this journey was not even about the miles I had to run. It was more so about my perseverance and my resilience and carving that time out to get the miles in. Because with my busy schedule, I was like, when I first thought about it, I said, I am crazy, because how am I going to get 69 miles in? But, like, again, if you want something that badly, if you're that ravenous, and if you're that hungry, and I guess it's that hunger that kicks in, and I made it happen. I got up in the mornings, and I ran before I went to work. I even took a vacation while I was in Mexico, I put. I was like, I was determined. I was not coming back to New York with any running left. I had to get it out, and I made that commitment. When my girlfriends were still in bed, I'd be on that beach running in the morning. Mm, determination. Yes. Absolutely. Love it. Look at That's you. Awesome. So through <laughs> this whole process and everything you yes. have going on, personal, professional. What what have you learned about yourself during this time? Uh, I recognize that I am the definition of strength. Again, you are not going to know how strong you are until you have to be strong. And I was tested. I, I would want to say it was my character building year. Um, when I said everything that could go wrong, everything was going wrong. And even when I decided to publish, financially, I didn't have any money. I didn't have any money. And I decided to do crowdfunding. Of course, that didn't really work out the way I thought it would because that's also another lesson I learned, that not because you have all these people in your circle, it doesn't mean that they're going to support you and they recognize that you're serious about your craft. That was something that stuck out to me that, It's not those people that you thought would support you on your journey that's going to do it. It's going to be outsiders. And during that process, I gave up my car because I'm like, okay, fine. I have a car. I have a house, but I need to live in my house, right? But I could do without a car because this is New York City. And after all these years of always owning a car, I gave up my car because that Mm -hmm. having this book published was more important to me. Mm-hmm. I learned that I'm really a strong woman, and it's really about my determination. And nothing, absolutely nothing, or no one 
is going to come in between my vision and my passion. I also recognize that you cannot show a blind person your vision because they'll never get it. Mm. That's powerful. That's powerful. And that's so true. It It is Because you, you also have those people where you have the backhanded support, you know, people that were, that feel like, well, if I just let, let them feel like I support them, they'll see Uh that it was a bad idea and then they'll do whatever I've recommended for them to do. And I was telling someone the other day, I was like, people only, first of all, they give you advice based on their own experiences, but they also give you advice based on how far they see themselves going. So if you have something that you want to do, something that you have envisioned, and it's beyond mentally what they see themselves doing, they're not going to see you doing it. Absolutely. And I think Mm. it's also, um, it's so interesting, like when you really think about the world that we live in, right, our social climate, and I feel as if some people don't think that there is enough room for us all to thrive and for us all to grow, especially mm-hmm. females, because I tend to interact with females a lot. So I'll talk, and this is from my personal experience, especially females. They just have this crab in a barrel syndrome. I'm from Jamaica, so basically that's one of, one of our colloquial say. They have this crab in a barrel syndrome. They don't want to see you grow. They will do everything to take that log out of your fire. They will throw water on your fire instead. And that's something I had to step away from. I'm like, I really had to look within my circle, and I had to decide. If this person is not adding log to my fire, then guess what? They have to go. And that's Mm -hmm. the decision I made because it's like such a lonely world to an extent now, but I'm okay with that because I did it on my own, and I don't owe anything to anybody. I'm not obligated to anyone. I can do as I see fit. And I'm okay with that. Well, honey, you better talk that talk. And she said that with two stamps in the air and five circles around the world. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you could drop, go ahead, T, because I know T had a question. Go ahead, T. Okay. No, <laughs> no, I was going to say, um, you know, you, that was powerful what you said, that you are the definition of, of strong, of strength. Um, how do you feel as far as maintaining that strength? Do you see any difficulties in your, you know, near future that you may not necessarily be able to keep that strength up? Or what will you do to, to enhance that strength? So first of all, there's always going to be issues. And I think I have come to recognize that there's always going to be roadblocks. There's always going to be challenges. So it's like you're Mm -hmm. anticipating these challenges. So when it hits you, it's not going to be so overwhelming because you're already Mm -hmm. prepared for it mentally. It's really about your mindset. So I'm always Mm going to be strong because I remember back on the show when I first came and I shared where I had that near-death experience. And Mm -hmm. I've always had these issues because I remember even when, when my dad had this, because my dad is my everything. When I think about it now, I'm still tearing up. I have not heard my dad say a full sentence in over six months. My dad mm-hmm. continues to be in a rehab, right? And it's like, I look at it and I'm like, wow, 
I have to be strong for my dad, but more so, it's really about that self-love I developed because I fell in love with myself over and over and over each day. And the one thing I do every day, I self-reflect. Every day I get home, I look back on my day, what I could have done differently, what I have learned, Mm -hmm. and what I need to change. Mm -hmm. In my home, I have a lot of affirmations because I'm big on quotes. And I'm also a visual learner. In my room, I even have my commandments of success. And these are things I Mm -hmm. recite every single day. It's a reminder because to me, it's repetitious. When you repeat stuff, it's ingrained in you. So I'm always going to remember it. I'm always going to remember that I am the pillar of strength. I don't care what anybody want to say. Once I believe it, that's all that matters because I know that there is a higher power who's always overseeing me. So I'm clear. I'm always going to be strong. But, of course, I'm going to have challenges because if you don't have mm-hmm. challenges, then, you know, what? it will be boring. You need something to ruffle your feathers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's for Absolutely. Sure. And not even yeah. that, you know, life is full of peaks and valleys. And if Absolutely. everything was a peak, you would have no growth. Um, and so during those times where you have those valleys, sometimes it's just human God for, for a, minute in, a minute or two. Um, but that's where your growth lies. That's where you, you, you are building yourself and molding yourself. So those moments are what really what's important. Our topic today is rough patches, and everybody has rough patches. It's, it's, it's really about the way you um, process those rough patches. Absolutely. I think that self-mastery is a necessity. Mastering Absolutely. yourself is a necessity. Knowing that other people cannot make you happy. Um, things... Things are not forever, and, you know, people get wrapped up in, in feelings and this and that, but if you think about it, some of that is an illusion. Um, love is an illusion. I mean, you can it's a feeling, but people create illusions in their mind of what it should be or what it is. The definition of it doesn't change. People change it. That's what creates it as an illusion. Um you look at loyalty, loyalty can be an illusion because loyalty can put you in situations every time um, that you don't want to be in. You know, being loyal to the wrong people because you have loyalty, but a lot of times people don't have discernment. So if you don't have discernment, Mm -hmm. you don't know how to be loyal to the correct people. Absolutely. That's deep. I mean, it's true, but you got to... Yeah, you got to master yourself. It's okay to master yourself. It's a necessity. That's part of self-care. You know, you have so many people that it's easy to lose yourself in someone else's world, even in business. It's easy to lose yourself at work, and that's all you do is work, 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 but you've lost yourself. You don't know what you enjoy. You don't know what you want to watch you're missing out on those things that you enjoy because you, you've lost yourself in this other world that you have. And so I think that we have to kind of just step back sometime and take a look at that um, and see what it is. Not what we want it to be, but see what it is. That is amazing, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy that you mentioned that because in our society today, it's so unfortunate but a lot of people don't understand who they are. That self-identity and self-awareness, self-love, self-discovery, 
they don't understand that. And I think that's mm-hmm. where we are gone. We're straying so much. Um, and I'll just share something really quick. Um, it's the long description for my book. And this is something that was so important to me. I basically started it and I said, forget about societal expectations of a woman for a moment where women should be submissive. If they have an opinion, they're angry. Women who embrace their sexuality can be viewed as fast or immoral. Depending on your culture, women should not have an opinion about sex. And there is that requirement of being a virgin but should still have experience. Women should have right curves but not too curvy, maybe skinny. Women should act, talk, and look a certain way that is often informed by one's culture. And that's the problem. We are placed in this box. And again, you talk about illusion that this is the expectation, this is how I should act, this is how I should look. But because you don't understand who you are, you don't have that identity, and that's where we struggle. And not just Mm. who you are, but whose you are. Exactly. And I think that a lot of people tend to, they have God, but they don't keep him first. Exactly. And, And the thing with that is, and keeping them first, sometimes that's a lon- lonely road. And you will have people that don't understand how you're making it. They don't know how to understand how you're doing this, and they don't understand how you're doing that. I went to a paparazzi conference, and we had the pleasure of listening to Eric Thomas, uh, nationally uh, known, worldwide uh, motivational speaker. And he, the first thing he was he told us is, those people in your life that say, I don't know how you're going to do this or how you're going to do that if, those are the people you have to start cutting out of your life. And he said family included. Uh, he said because those are the people that are not supporting you. Everything with their support is conditional on, well, how are you going to do that and how are you going to do that? It doesn't matter. If somebody supports you, they just support you. But he was he, he gave us such a eye-opening motivational talk during the paparazzi conference that we had in Las Vegas that it was just in life, in business. Um, It was awesome. It was really awesome. And I want to go back to something you said, Marie, because you talked about our ideologies and some of the things that uh, we think about ourselves and society thinks about ourselves that places women in a box. And society molds impressions and thought processes, even if we don't say it does, it does. And for the most part, the box that we're in is based on a man's idea, a man's idea of what he felt a woman should be and how she should be. And, I mean, for women, it's vice versa. It's the same thing. We, we, We base, try to base our thought process on those things instead of instead of one knowing who you are. I was in the car with my son and um he was talking about he didn't want uh what did you say? He said some girls are really uh they're mad and aggressive. He said, I don't want nobody like that. I was like, Yes you do <laughs> But and I had to catch myself, but I just told him, I was like, you want somebody that's going to be able to have your back. You want somebody that is a shooter in life, um, somebody that 
can move when you move and help you to manifest whatever it is that you want to do, not just sit there on the sideline and be pretty. You need somebody that can move um, and, and help you to do those things and build and grow, um, not just because you, you have fear. And then I thought about, you know, a lot of times we do things out of fear. We stop, we let fear stop us from doing so much. We we're, we have fear that prevents us from taking that step forward because we have a fear of losing our security or a fear of losing people around us. Um, and I think when you operate in fear, you can't really blame other people for keeping you down because you're keeping yourself down. What do you think about that, Marie? Oh, that's that, that's such an amazing thought that you just had just now when you talk about fear. Because to me, I believe what stands beyond, beyond the other side of fear is such bliss, joy, and we miss out a lot because we don't know. We're, we don't, we're afraid to step out and be uncomfortable because that's something mm. I had to learn to do. I had to learn to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. And April of this year, I did something that was so profound as well. Again, it goes back to me really about that self-awareness, right, and understanding who I am. I literally went and jumped out of a plane. I did skydiving. And oh, that wow. moment, yes, that moment when I had to get out of that aircraft, I swear I, 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 I went blank. I got unconscious. I don't recall falling <laughs> out of that plane. But all I know, it's like once I started that free fall, it was the most blissful experience I've ever had. I felt that power. I was on top of the world just looking down at the beauty of God, what he created. And I did not Mm -hmm. want that moment to end. I recall saying to myself, really, Marie? So this is what you were making a big fuss about. When it was time for us to come down, I literally said to um, my instructor, I said, listen, I'm not ready to go down yet. I need some more time. He's like, darling, we got to go. I'm like, okay. So I'm going to be booking my next, I, I'm going to be booking my next dive because I really want to have that feeling. I want to have control of getting out of the aircraft. So that's why I'm going back. But I'm just sitting here. I'm saying to myself, I fear this so much. And then mm-hmm. to realize it was the most beautiful experience ever. Wow. And, you know, Will Smith talked about that because he recently yes. did the same thing. Yes. And yes. he compared it to being totally free. Like so many times we say that we are free, but you're really in a box in your mind or you're really in a box in your spirit. You're not completely free. There's something there that's preventing you uh, from really, really, really being yourself. And so he did, he talked about that when he jumped, he did his skydiving. He said that it it was equivalent to knowing what true freedom was. Yes, he's right. Because you had nothing to think about. You were just sitting still, standing still in the air, however you want to put it. But it was just really amazing. It was astounding. Um, and it just made me recognize how the power of God. And it, like I got in touch with my spiritual self again because I struggled with that. I struggled with that because at one point I kept saying to myself, I'm like, God, really? Are you really going to do mm-hmm. this to me? I'm like, why me? But then once I recognize and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to stop being that negative or that deficit mode. And I start saying, why not me? And I started Mm -hmm. embracing my challenges. 
and mm-hmm. everything around me looked different. I have times where I go to work and I'm, I'm always smiling because I think that's my favorite makeup. I'm always smiling. And people say to me, why are you smiling? I'm like, oh, I woke up this morning. Why would you not smile? And we get so caught up in thinking about the material things and like we focus on what we don't have. But then we don't realize what we have. We have the power to do whatever it is that we want. Look at Mm -hmm. Bill Gates, all these people. They all have 24 hours in the day, right? Just like you and I. But what sets them aside? It's the fact that they were hungry and they decided that they're going to leave a legacy behind. A lot of people, we are not living. We're just existing. And that's, that's right. what I'm out to do. Yeah, that's that's what I'm out to do. When I depart this mm-hmm. earth, my name should be left behind. I'm going to leave an imprint. I'm going to touch. If it means it's just one life, it doesn't matter. I'm mm-hmm. going to keep giving because I believe, and this is something I got from my mom, the more you give, the more you receive. That's right. I'm a giver, and I enjoy doing that. And being okay, mm-hmm. being okay with who you are. You know, Absolutely. a lot of people oh. feel like I give, I give, and people take advantage. But this is the thing about that. You can't control what other people do. You're not supposed to. What they do is not your business. What's your absolutely. business? Them. How they treat you is absolutely not your business. It's how you treat people. Because how you treat people, you may not get um, a blessing from that person, and not even a blessing. Your your energy that you build up by just being yourself, it draws people to you. And it's going to draw those people that just want to eat up your energy. But at the same time, it's going to draw those people that want to contribute to your energy and make it and, and make it more abundant than what it is. So you're always going to have those people that is going to want to pour into you. But you have Absolutely. to open yourself up. You have to. We so and enjoy you being on the show. And it's also about creating. It's also about creating opportunities for yourself because, like during this process of writing this book, it's like, like I said, everything that could go wrong went wrong, but each time I keep telling myself, Marie, you have the power with the way you respond. And when someone told me no, anyone told tells me no, it means not right now, later. And I try to figure out how I could get around it. Um, and 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 like I said, it's like really believing in yourself and not being a replica of what people think you should be. You have to own your truth. It's about being that authentic you and being comfortable with it. You're not doing it just because you want accolades or you want recognition. You're doing it because it naturally sets your soul on fire and you're passionate about it. It's that passion. And when you have that passion, you're going to be fearless. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. Well, you know, here on Let's Chat, we always like to do something a little different. We like to do uh-huh. something a little different. You know, you come in here often, so you know what it is. <laughs> 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 so, I know, I, I know. Gotta, I think T has a. Um, She's been having these questions. these questions lately. Uh, she's been okay. having these thoughts. The, these thoughts provoking questions for our guests. So I'm wondering what questions she has for you today, but I'm excited because, hey, Uh-oh. I'm ready. <laughs> uh-oh. Do I need to get my attorney for this? My invisible, can I get my invisible attorney to represent me before I respond? 
no, no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> not at all. But, Marie, thank you so much for joining Leash United this evening. Uh, we really appreciate you. And you have so much going on, so your time is precious. So we appreciate you for sharing some of that Absolutely. with us and our listeners. Thank you. But, you know, as you were talking um, this evening with us, there was only one question, Lise, that resonated with me listening to Marie, and that was our crayon color because she has so much to give the world. She's been through so much, and her perspective on life is powerful. So, Marie, your question tonight is you are a unique color and a unique um, just, just your uniqueness shines through this box of 64 colored crayons. Can you tell us what color you would shine and why you chose that color? It could be any color. You can make up your own color. But I just see you as a ray of something just exuding from this big box of crayons. So because I am unique, I'm going to have a mix of color. And my mix of color is red and yellow. And oh. my mix. It's because I am such a powerful person and I'm a ray of sunshine. I am here to leave light. Wherever it is a dull moment, I'm going to bring light to it. And I am powerful mm. and I'm going to make a difference because that's what I do. You better that's talk that talk. That's why I was thinking color, because you were just exuding that. And that's exactly what yellow and red will give you. <laughs> Those are my bold colors. I call them my bold colors. Yes. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you, ladies, for like having me. So, yes. So <laughs> before I leave, I know you guys have another guest that's coming on as well. Um, mm-hmm. So my book comes out on Saturday the 31st. It's going mm-hmm. to be available on all major platforms. This book is going, it's, an, it's international as well. Um, you could get, there's the ebook version as well that's available on Amazon, Smashwords, Kobo, you name it. In addition to that, I have an audio version that's coming out. So what I did, I selected 12 of my favorite poems. And I literally went into the studio and added music to it because I know we live in a culture not everybody reads, right? So mm-hmm. that's going to be coming out, and it's going to be on all digital platforms. It should be within another week, and it will be out. And if for anyone that's listening, they can find me at I am underscore Marie Dunn or at Be Bold Toya. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. And look out for book two next year. Oh, you're going to have to come back and share that with us. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. We appreciate you, Marie. We are so proud of you. We want you to keep doing it and making it do what it do on a regular basis as you have been doing. Excited about your modeling career. Excited about your book. And I, I am I am going to speak into your life and say when you come back next time, you're not going to be telling us you work for the city of New York anymore. I mean, the state of New York anymore. You're going to be telling us that you have manifested your own nonprofit, that you are working in your own programs. I just know that it's coming, and we are so proud of you, and we appreciate you for always thinking about us. Thank you so much, and I will reach out to you guys via via Instagram to get your information. So I'll send you guys some promotional stuff as well. Hi. 
Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great night. And be great okay, in your you greatness. Too. Bye. Oh, Absolutely. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. I love helpful. it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love when she comes on the show. We always have a great a great moment. And I think that as women, mm-hmm. we have to have that uh, more often. I think we, we spend so much time thinking about what other people need and what's good for other people. And, you know, and we love on so many other people that we forget to love on each other as women and just kind of uplift and and keep inspired and keep encouraged. Mm-hmm. And just support, Leash, because a woman knows what a woman goes through, you know, and just mm-hmm. that little support means so much, you know, it really does. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Well, we have our next fabulous guest, y'all. We love it when she comes into the chat room. I love it when I see her at events. This is my girl, y'all. This is my girl. She Every time she see us, she show us love. She show us love mm-hmm. on social media. She always thinks about us anytime she has something going on. She got that straight book grind going on. And let me tell you, so y'all know that we have Wahida Clark and and her team on. Uh, we had Hood Chronicles. We had um, Saeed Salam, um, all, the, all the authors in Street Tales, the anthology uh-huh. that just dropped from Wahida Clark Presents. So when me and T said we didn't have to do no promotion, none. They had it. I mean, we didn't have to do nothing. We we felt like the stuff we wrote. We oh, they got that already. Okay. Let me tell you, this one right here is the same way. This girl mm-hmm. is a one woman engine. She done promoted everything. She done got her flyer. She done put. She ain't asked nothing. She like listen here and tag us in it. Like here, share this. We love it. We she love it. She's serious about her craft, girl. Yes, she don't play no games. What's up? We got fabulous author and publisher Danielle Bigsby. We call her Nasty D in the building. What's going on? Hey, everybody. Welcome, 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 girl. We 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 absolutely love everything that you present to literature. So we thank you for that. Thank you, thank you. I absolutely love you two ladies. We've got a long standing bond. We go way back. So it's always mm-hmm. a good time to work with y'all ladies. I love y'all dearly. Absolutely. Now you thank gotta let you. us know what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen because you have you've had a lot going on in the last I wanna say maybe year or two. But let us know what you have cooking creative creatively. Well, we still got the books going strong. I just this year I didn't hit the road, which was the first year since 2016 that I did not hit the road. Um, mm-hmm. It was a blessing and a curse because y'all know I love to hustle, so I missed the road. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it gave me clarity. When you've been in this industry consistently, and we're going on five years now, you see a lot, you get in a lot, you can get mixed up in a lot, and sometimes you just need a breather. And this year mm-hmm. off the road was my breather. On top of that, I'm in school for my bachelor's degree right now in business management, business development. We got the crocheting business going. We're working on the shirt business. I'm all over the place. Um, so this year was a little different. 
a lot of people didn't see as much of me on the forefront as usual. But please mm-hmm. believe the creative mind has been going. We got a, we got a couple releases cooking before the end of the year. We'll definitely have new stuff out before the end of the year. And um, it's just been the year to reevaluate what worked, what didn't work. How can I be more hands-on and keep pushing? Mm. That's awesome. Well, you've been busy. <laughs> so let us know what you got going on with this this new book. What can we expect? Because we know the pen going to be nasty. So you got to let us know what, what to expect up in here. Well, let me give you a little hint, hint. One of those releases will be something nasty. So Nasty B is not off the board for the year. She got something <laughs> coming for you. <laughs> but this one is one of my babies. Um, the Hood Love volumes are all about gun violence, anti-gun violence. I lost my nephew who was 14 years old at the time back in 2010 to gun violence. Um, and it affected my family major in major, major ways. He was my oldest nephew, firstborn nephew, um, and it just shook our family to the core. So I kind of had to marinate in it for a while, but around year five, it was just like I, I had a vision from my nephew, and he was like, what are you doing to bring awareness to this cause? Don't let my death be in vain. And it spawned the hood love volume to kind of tell poetically and in a narrative, what families deal with when it comes to gun violence on both sides of the trigger, the one who pulled the trigger and the one who lost their lives. Um, because gun, fi- gun violence affects both sides, um, whether whether you, we want to accept that or not. Um, two families lose someone in this situation, or multiple families. So I wanted to showcase in the rawest, grittiest form of what families really deal with. I didn't want to sugarcoat it. I didn't want to pity-pat around the issue because if we're avoiding the issue, then we're not giving the youth of the future the true picture of what happens once they pull the trigger because if we paint a real picture in vivid light, then hopefully my hope is that we can stop them from actually pulling the trigger in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so that is why I write the Hood Love volumes. Um, it is my mission that I will write these until I no longer have breath in my body. So we may end up with Hood Love 100. I would hope that we don't, but I I feel like this is my way of using my craft and my gift to advocate towards something positive. Absolutely. And I want to just touch on something that you said because a lot of times we don't ask ourselves why. And I think that's the problem. Um, with a lot of the gun violence is we're not asking the why. You know, a lot of times people are broken. We have a broken society. We have a broken generation. You know, this this generation is broken, and for the most part they need to be loved on, but we don't know how to love on them in the way that they're going to receive it. You know what I'm saying? Where and that's it doesn't – go ahead – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's one of the things I painted in this volume particularly because I wanted to showcase all aspects of the problem. We often say, well, the parents weren't there. That's why they out there in the street. But that may not be true. They may see mm-hmm. mom working three jobs, and, and she's struggling to provide because daddy walked away, and now he see mom struggling, and he wants to take the burden off mom, so he gets involved in the street. But naive to the workings of the street, 
He's out there trying to hustle as best as he knows how, but he doesn't know the inner workings of the streets and ultimately loses his life. So can you really put that on his mother? No, you can't. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, the flip side of that. You got you got those children who are growing up in the projects who feel like no one cares. The police are killing them. That the, There are no resources in the community to help them. People claim to want to love them, but they're resistant to love because they've never really felt it. So yeah, they get it by the only way they know how, which is in the streets. And ultimately they take someone's life or they lose their life by someone taking theirs, and, and we, we're we quick to take the picture, but this generation is heartless. Maybe they are, but if the ones with the heart won't reach down to pick them up, how can you expect them not to be? So Absolutely. there are so many layers to the epidemic of gun violence that we can't just point the finger at one because it's, quick, it's real easy to say, well, their mama should have moved out the hood. Well, you never knew what mom endured to move out the hood, if she even could, if mom had gotten beat down so bad by life that she felt like she didn't want anymore or couldn't try anymore. So now the children are repeating this generational curse and systematic cycle. That's right. I was so you right on point, right on point. So there's so many layers to this problem. And if we're going to, in the urban communities, Schools are part of the problem, too, because we passed some kids who can't read. So we're not helping them. We're hurting them. But, and you know what? I just want to touch on something you said, a few things that you said, because a lot of times, you know, we talk about as adults that, you know, when you get advice from people, they're only, they're only going to be able to give you advice as far as they see themselves going. But just think of you not having sight uh, to see yourself going that insight to see yourself going somewhere so that you have children. Are you going to teach them that they can go somewhere? You see what I'm saying? Are you going to, there's so many kids that don't even think that they have a tomorrow. My son, he was sitting at, uh, we went, took him to the chiropractor, and um, he said, yeah, I've been in jail all day. And I'm like, what the heck is this? He was considered school jail. And if you think about it, that's what it is. It doesn't. They're not, a lot of times they don't feel like they're being broadened in school. Exactly. If they feel like they're being locked down. And I think and that's then a lot of times, mm-hmm. as adults, we forget that we were youth. We, we rebelled. We snuck out the house. We did things mama told us not to do, daddy told us not to do, grandma said don't do. So we're quick to judge but forget. We were in their shoes at some point, too. We may not have made the same decisions they did, but we were just as naive and rebellious as they were. And we're quick to point the finger and forget that three and a thumb are pointing back at us. If you're not contributing to a solution for the problem, then there's no need to speak up. Talk that talk, girl. <laughs> Danielle, this is Tony. You know, you and we thank you for sharing um, your, your, the inspiration behind the Hood Love series. And with that being said, with your nephew being the um, inspiration, how difficult has it been writing these five parts to the series? 
as well as, you know, future series to come out. How typical has that been for you, and what did you learn about yourself writing them? Um, well, one thing I want to say, this is why you almost always get a nasty D book shortly after, because these mm-hmm. are heavy. They pull every bit of emotion out of me. I cry. Mm-hmm. Um, I sometimes have to put down the pen and walk away. Um, it, it takes a while to sometimes put these out because it, it is gut-wrenching to realize the mother's pain, the brother's pain, their children's pain. Um, it, it's very gut-wrenching. So mm-hmm. I, I have to go deep to make sure that the message within the pages reaches the audience and, and it hurts sometimes because I've lived in these shoes. Um, August 11th was a rough day. Um, mm-hmm. August 10th was a rough day. You know, we just celebrated the, well, I wouldn't call it a celebration, but we just, we had the nine year anniversary of my nephew's death a couple of weeks ago. So mm-hmm. it was, very rough, and I actually wrote a poem that day for Hood Love Six, but it was rough, and I cried. Tears were streaming down my face as I wrote this poem because mm-hmm. it, it it doesn't radiate. That people think, okay, they they killed them. We got a hashtag. They on shirts, and a year later, people forget. Nine years later, we still hurting. So twenty mm-hmm. years later, we'll still be hurting. 50 years later, if we live to see it, we'll still be hurting because that's a piece of us missing. And I needed people mm. to see that, that it never goes away. Like, that hurt doesn't go away. Each day is a struggle. You know, we we, we watched his, his siblings now. His youngest sibling is four. And so we were watching them grow up. And that generation where he was in the age and the family, we're seeing all of them hit. 23 and 24, and we like, man, what would he be like at this age? What would he be doing right now? But we'll never know. And so it's always hard to write, write these tales mm-hmm. from all of the the victims and the family's perspectives. But I, I want to also express that the victims tell me what to say. Almost They almost give me their stories for these books, and it hurts because sometimes – their, their their stories are like, hey, y'all forgot about me. Y'all loved me when I was in the streets. Y'all loved me when I was doing wrong. But who's checked on my mama? Who's checked on my sister? Who's checked on my kids? Who even still mentions my name? Mm-hmm. And so when you realize that in some of these cases, they are now just a statistic and that's it, you never hear nothing else about them, that hurts. Mm-hmm. So I've discovered so many layers to this problem because – Good Love 4 was the first edition in which we covered a police officer murdering a young man in my community, and that was a whole nother level within itself. But I I realized that I can dig deep, even if it hurts. I can dig deep, and I if only for a moment I can make my readers pause and take in what's really happening around us. And if it has any emotional mm-hmm. impact on one soul, if one youth decides to put down the guns, if one youth takes a moment to think, then my job was done. Um, mm. I, I look at my children because I have four of my own, and, and they're in that teenage stage. 
and and that's when peer pressure is at its worst. Where I have one and two preteens, the pre that that peer pressure is rough on them right now. So if I can catch one child in that gap right there and make them think, let them know, hey, if it's just a good morning, hey, how was your day? You had a good day at school, man. You get your work done. That teacher got on your nerves, but you made it through it, did you? That's what's up. You cool. Mm-hmm. One conversation, one spark, one where they feel like somebody cares. Then I'm mm-hmm. doing what I need to do with my pen, and I'm making a difference. I, I'm all for authors who write, but I love the authors who write and make you think, who make a difference, who challenge the way you think. And that's what mm-hmm. I hope to do with the Hood Love Volumes. Mm. Girl, you better go oh. here with your bathroom. Okay. <laughs> now, this is the thing. Because, I mean, because I love it when when you have an author. A author being an author is, is, is a process of creating your own lane. And that lane maneuvers and it works just for you. But you make sure that you lay your lane out so well. What are some of the things that you learned about yourself during this process? I had to learn strength and tenacity because at first, hood love wasn't being received well. They Mm -hmm. saw hood love and thought urban fiction. They thought it was Mm -hmm. a hood story about the drug dealer and the woman and all the crazy stuff in the hood. And so they would read and be like, this ain't what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And my, I, I, I believe they initially thought I was going to be like, oh, man, and I was like, good. It's not what you thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I didn't need it to be. I needed it mm-hmm. to catch you off guard. So I never advertise it. When I put hood love, I just put hood love. I don't necessarily tell you what what type of hood love it is because I want it to catch you off guard in the sense. Because I'm so confident in the way that I pin these volumes that it's going to grab your attention. And it's going to stop you in your tracks and make you say, wow, this is a different type of reading. The biggest challenge I've had is getting it in some people's hands because they're reluctant, because they say it is too heavy. And for me, Mm. that's part of the problem. Because if it's too heavy for you to read, then it's too heavy for you to look at in your community. It's too heavy for you to see that it's happening on a day-to-day basis, and that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the moment you become numb to it or you avoid it will be the moment that it touches you. Mm -hmm. And it will make you realize just the, the extent of which gun violence reaches. Because it may not touch you directly, but it'll touch your friend's child. It'll touch your friend's mother. It'll touch the school teacher that is teaching your child. It can mm-hmm. touch anybody at any given moment in the blink of an eye. So if you avoid mm-hmm. this epidemic, this epidemic is bound to come for you. Absolutely. And so that is what keeps me pushing towards writing it. Because I know there are a lot of people that won't pick it up. I know there are a lot of people that won't touch it. But that's the reason for me to keep pushing it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times that represents change, too. You know, when when they can't touch it, that represents change. And a lot of people don't want you to change because they don't want to change. So in, in, in books, it comes the same way. They don't want to 
have that change because I look at books like it's kind of like ice cream, different flavors of ice cream. You know what I'm saying? They 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 bring out the essence of a flavor. But those who are scared to try new things, they're scared of change. It goes kind of deeper than that, and I'm glad that you brought that up. Now we have a hand up. Do you mind taking any calls? Sure, I'll take a call. Okay, we got 202-864. You're live in the chat room. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Good evening, ladies. Hi, Danielle. It's Fabiola. Hi, I just wanted to call and show some love and support. You're always, you know, done the same for me. So I just wanted to call, listen in, and let you know that I'm here and you always have all my support. Oh, Fabiola, I appreciate you. And you know I love you. I copy your books. You're, like, totally awesome with the pen, and that means the world to me. So you're one of those I hold near and dear, so I appreciate it. No problem. I did want to ask you a question, if the ladies don't mind. Um, I just wanted, okay, I just wanted to ask you, like, how do you feel like you've evolved from the very first book that you've published to your most recent? Like, for me, that's always, like, the goal, the mission, like, is to always evolve with each book. So I I was just wondering, like, how did you feel you've evolved? I think with the first book, I was a bit timid. Um, I was a little bit on the side of wanting to please the readers. And I wanted mm-hmm. to keep what they wanted me to write. And now I'm much bolder in my stance. You may not read it, but somebody out there will. Um, right. I'm continually learning. I'm continually evolving. Now I'm, I'm grateful for some of you guys. Fabiola, you're one of them that kind of toughen the skin. Like, hey, everybody ain't going to like what you write. And sometimes it ain't always going to be good. Go back to the drawing board and start all over. But I'm now to that point where I'm okay with starting over. I'm okay with the harsh critique. I'm okay with those that don't like what I write because it's not, in essence, it's for the reader, but in essence, it's for me. If I'm happy and pleased with the final product after I went through the grueling process of editing and, and it reaches my soul, then I know I've done a great piece of work. And a true reader will receive it one way or the other. I get it. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, ladies. I'll continue listening. Thank, thank you, so much for <laughs> No problem. Thank you. I love it. I love it. I love that's that girl power, that 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 black girl magic. I love it when we support each other and we love on each other. Now, I, I like how you you worded that, and you worded how you have evolved. What are some of the things that you want to pour outside of outside of showing your readers um, what's going on just in world in general? What are some of the things that you want to pour into them? Some of the things that you have learned that you want to help them learn for those who who may need it. Well, um, I definitely want to pour inspiration and encouragement. Um, my life has not been one of the easiest ones, and I've had battle after battle after battle. Some battles my readers have seen, some they have not, um, even within the last few months. As a matter of fact, in the last couple of weeks. However, nothing is too big for you. It can't defeat you unless you allow it to first defeat you in the mind. 
And so, therefore, if you've allowed it to defeat you in your mind, you've already defeated yourself. Mm. Anything you believe you can do, you can do. Um, I jumped into this book industry without a lick of research. Let me be honest with my readers because there's something I'm, I'm valid with. I, I had a lick of research. I really didn't know what I was doing. But because my brother saw the vision for me, I said, I can do this. Now, mind you, Lord, I jumped in and really did not know what I was doing. But I was determined mm-hmm. to learn, and I was determined to keep pushing. And there were moments when I broke and I almost put the pen down because I was like, wait a minute. This is harder than I expected. But if you change your mindset, the way you look at a problem is the way it'll come out. If you look at it negatively, you're going to get negativity. But if you look at it positively, it's got to come out positive. And you got to surround yourself with people that feed positivity into you. Mm-hmm. If, if somebody's always got a problem for every solution that you come up with, then that is a problem. If, if, if they always but but this but this if they always got a but 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 how you gonna do this but how you gonna do that how you gonna do this I don't ask myself how I'm gonna do this because this gift didn't come from me this gift came from God so therefore if He granted it to me He'll also grant me a way to get through it He'll provide every step of the way if I just let Him so therefore I got to step out on faith and let mm-hmm. Him. Adorn this adorn this journey for me, and he's done just that for me. Um, there were many times, and I can honestly say this, that there were events that I wasn't sure I could get to, or I might have had enough money to get to the event, but I didn't have enough for the hotel. But mysteriously, somewhere, somehow, somebody provided that money for me so that I could do each and every event that I've done up to this moment. So there's always been away from me. If you believe it and if you genuinely want it, you'll go get it. But you got to ask yourself how bad you want it because the bad's got to come before the good. That's the only way it's going to work. You're going to go through them Mm -hmm. crying nights where you feel like your writing is crap or what you're doing in life is crap and nobody's paying attention. But if you're doing doing it for people to pay attention, you're setting yourself up for failure automatically anyway because you're doing it for an audience. You got to do it because you genuinely believe in it, not for the audience. Because a lot of spectators out there, and they'll smile at you, and they'll have you thinking they're in your corner. But in in our actuality, they either trying to cop what you're doing and copy it and make it their own version, or they're just waiting for you to fall. They're just waiting on you to fall so that they can laugh and say, I told you so. So one of my mm-hmm. biggest pieces of advice is never let the right hand know what the left hand is doing. Until it manifests, mm-hmm. keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Until you have a mm-hmm. tangible product to put in their face, keep it to yourself. That is the reason I haven't released future titles that are coming, what I'm working on right now. You'll see it when you see it. Because if I give the product to you too soon, then I've opened the door for you to critique it. I've opened the door for you to tear it down. I've opened the door for you to come against it. I've opened the door for it not to manifest. Mm. So if I hold it close to my heart until it's time to manifest, then there's nobody that can touch it but me. All right now, girl. Talk that talk. You better talk that talk. Now, you and know, the biggest you... piece of advice 
don't give mm-hmm. up because you're all hell breaks loose just before your breakthrough. So if all hell is surrounding you and everything seems to be going wrong, if everything seems to be going going wrong and and all hell seems to be breaking loose, it's it's there to see if you'll hold on because it all ultimately boils down to how bad you want it. And if you give up when it's all at its worst, then you never saw what was right on the other side of that. You got to see it through even in the worst moment. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Absolutely. And and not to, just to piggyback off of that, but questioning. Um, a lot of times when you are moving and you are building and you notice that you look to your left and this person is going, you look to your right, this person is going, or you turn around and this this is just not happening, that's because I think as you move into your vision and you move into your purpose, God starts clearing the path. And sometimes he clears those people out that you wouldn't necessarily believe would ever be cleared, but they had to go. And I think a lot of times we, we try to hold on to stuff. We hold on to everything, and sometimes you just have to be like, oh, and let it go, and and let it be, and keep going. Because if you look to the left and you look to your right, you're going to get distracted. You notice how we're a distracted society. Everything distracts us. I agree. I was just about to say tunnel vision. You got to keep Mm -hmm. tunnel vision and see it. Because if you focus on, and, and because Fabiola is on the line and I love her, I'll use Fabiola. If I focus on the way Fabiola writes and the way her her book reaches her audience and I try to copy that, and I've deviated from what was my style because what mm-hmm. works for her won't work for me. That's right. And the biggest thing that I think a lot of authors forget, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Do not be mad because someone has copied you because they ain't got your sauce. They ain't got your flavor. They can't do it like you. And it, and and on top of that, you can't be mad because you have haters. You need them. That means you're doing something right because they got your name spreading. You may not feel like you're doing something right, but you got to be because they're talking about you. And it also says for the word to manifest, you got to have enemies. You got to have haters because he prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies, which means they got to be right there to see you succeed. They got to be right That's there to right. see you go up. They got to be right there to see your reward for staying steadfast and holding on and continuing the journey. So you can't get distracted by who hating on you or who keep pushing because it's a reason. Everything happens for a reason, purpose, and a cause. Everybody has a purpose in your life, and it's a lesson behind it. So when you start to step back and look at situations from a different lens, you'll see that there was always a purpose for that one person who didn't like you. Because if they didn't like you, it wouldn't push you to go as hard as you do. If they, if everybody was your cheerleader, you couldn't achieve real success because somebody lied to you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Telling you what they think you want to hear. But that's, that, that's part of that backhanded support that we were talking about earlier. They'll tell you what they think they you want to hear, you know, but all all along, they're like, "Well, I'm, I'm gonna just 
let her do or let him do whatever they're going to do, and then eventually they'll know that their decision was a bad choice. And then they're going to ask me, and then I'm going to say, well, then you should do this. And, you know, that's going to help you be able to, to push them where you really wanted them to go. Um, and really, in if you look at it, they're pushing you where they really want to go. Exactly. It's so easy for somebody else to tell you their, their own story, to say their own dream, to say their own desires, something they can sell you, but they can't sell it to themselves. I'm just saying. You got a point there. Well, you know, we so appreciate you. Every time you come in here and you kick it with us, you always drop your knowledge, you always share just your energy with us. And Tony and I so appreciate that. But, you know, here in the chat room, we like to do something fun with our guests. And um, <laughs> you've been here Look before. Look at <laughs> You've been here before, so you know what it is. I don't have to see you. But I'm ready. <laughs> All right. It's going to be a good one tonight, Danielle, because you have really touched me and we so thank you for sharing, you know, your 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 journey as well as your life and inspiration with us. But as I was listening to you and you were sharing with us how you got into this literary game with no experience, you just jumped in head first and 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 let the chips fall where they may. If you were able to do that same jumping into any branch of government and, and, and try to make change laws and bring awareness to certain people, what branch of government would it be and what would be your first order of business? Ooh, that's, that's a good one. Um, it would have to be something with the judicial system simply because mm-hmm. Um, it's real easy to lock a criminal up for doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. But if you continually lock them up, you're making them repeat offenders ultimately because once you come out of there, now you're especially felons. You're felons. Getting a job is real hard now. Getting somewhere to live is real hard now because, believe it or not, a felony haunts you forever. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear anybody say that it doesn't. I'm a felon. It does haunt you forever. It hinders some things that you can't do. So mm-hmm. instead of just kicking them out as felons and then leaving them not left to fend for themselves, because nine times out of ten they're coming out on probation or they're coming out on parole, and now they got to deal with all of this and they got fees, but they can't get a job. I would start a program called Reform the Mind and catch them while mm-hmm. they're in there. And teach them a new way because that's nothing more than a label placed on you. And that label's hard to shake. That's why you got quite a few people that start their own businesses because that felony is a label that's hard to shake. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would start a program to help reform the mind and show them that there's a way out. I think I would push entrepreneurship harder Mm -hmm. and teach them about entrepreneurship because it's real easy to work for somebody else and I ain't knocking nobody who works for somebody else. Go on one your checkup. I've used some of them finances to finance my own businesses. So I definitely understand. But there's a certain sense of pride you gain from working for yourself, from pushing your own dream, your own vision, your own purpose. And I think that needs to be instilled in our children at a younger age. They need to know you can start a business at five. 
you can start a business at nine. My my son wrote his first book at nine. My daughter was seven. Mm-hmm. They wrote their first books at that time because I wanted them to see that you can be your own boss no matter the age. It takes hard work. It takes dedication. It takes sacrifice, but it can be done. So it would be somewhere mm-hmm. along those lines to teach our youth and, and to also catch those that are fresh into the judicial system and show them that there is something different. There is a way out. Good one. But thank you. Food for thought, people. Food for thought. Absolutely. And um, for all the listeners, I know this was heavy. Hood love will always be heavy. But, again, Nasty D has something coming this later this year, so we rebound off the heavy and let you do your thing and, and, and let your mind be free. So <laughs> definitely look out for that later this year, um, a few more projects later this year. And I know I wanted to make mention of this. There are a couple of re-releases that I know some readers are waiting on. Um, Deadly Pride and From a Rock to a Diamond are definitely two of them. Be patient with me because I want to mm-hmm. do just right. I wasn't going to be rushed. I wasn't going to be finessed. I had to go back to the drawing board and relearn the process. I had to go step by step and and deal with the editing process and deal with building my own confidence to know that I got it, that I can do it. I had to speak to myself and, and encourage myself to keep pushing because fear and success cannot operate in the same place. Hmm. So if, if you're doubting yourself, Mm-hmm. If you're doubting yourself, you can never gain success. How can you expect a reader to believe you can if you don't even feel you can? So right. I, I had to go back to the drawing board and realize I got this. Get off the self and just write. And that's what we're doing. Deadly pride is near the end. That's the best I can give y'all. There's a catch to it, but it's near the end. And um, it's finally where I wanted it. Um, I feel like every year in this industry, I rebirth. I have a rebirth every year in this industry. Every time I celebrate an anniversary as an author, it's my rebirth. And if I'm not growing and getting smarter every year, then I'm caught up in some mess somewhere, which doesn't need to be me. When I came into this industry, I was wild. I would hop on live and read you your rights in a heartbeat. I'm proud to say I don't think I did a live video this year thus far. (laughs) With the snapping out, so I'm very proud of myself. Um, but now I want people to understand it's business, not personal. I'm not in this thing to make friendships. If I do make a friendship with you, and there are some authors and readers that I consider friends, that I consider family, and they know who they are. I shot a few of them out if I can. Denise Henson, Lanika, um, gosh, Lee, um, Faye Wilkes, Blacktop, um, Fabiola, of course, Navi, Michelle Moore, there's a few more, the Ebony Oliver, I consider y'all family, y'all family to me. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely C. Renee. I cannot end that without saying C. Renee. That's like a big sister to me. But T.L. Hayes, those are my family. Like, they, they have spoken life into me when I felt like giving up in this industry. Each one of them have added to me in some form or fashion. And I know everybody might not get along with each other, but all of them are near and dear to me because I hold a piece of my heart for them because they spoke life into me. 
and you mm-hmm. got to surround yourself with a circle. If your cir- if you're the smartest person in your circle, get out of it because it's now become a square, and you're trapped. Um, That's right. If, if nobody's moving, if no nobody's dropping books, if no, if nobody's making moves to evolve, get out of it because it's a box and you're trapped. Every one of those names, especially the authors I named, are making moves. I see them. I watch them. And never despise another author because you can always learn from them, even if it's you learning from their mistakes. There's always something you can learn from them. Mm -hmm. So never get the big head because this industry is real quick at knocking you down to your feet. And, oh, Lord, I forgot. I cannot. The big homie, Quan, salutes to the big homie. He spoke a lot of life into me. And that's my favorite author. So to have my favorite author speak life into me is amazing to me. I never take that for granted. And for all the readers that have stuck with me since 2015, I love you. I value you. I appreciate you. I'll never take you for granted. And you will almost always, always, always get the utmost hustle out of me when you see me at an event in any streets. I pride myself on giving you the best experience because you didn't have to spend your dollars with me, but you did. And for that, I'm always grateful. Hmm. That's powerful. We thank you for sharing that with us. And, Danielle, you know you are always welcome here. This is your home. Anytime you need a platform for anything, you just hit one of us up, and we'll make it happen, girl. Definitely, definitely. You know Nasty D will be back real soon. (laughs) (laughs) And you know our motto, if it's going to be nasty, now let them be nasty. If not, we're going to need to get in Starbucks for coffee coffee and conversation. Because, you know, ain't nobody got time for that now. (laughs) Right. Oh, definitely. I want to thank you, ladies. If you're looking for Hood Love 5, you can find it on Amazon at Amazon.com, B-O-7-S-2-N-F-C-K-4. That's the link on Amazon to look up the book, as well as it is on BooksAmillion.com, BarnesandNobles.com, and I have some paperbacks. You can uh, reach me on Facebook at Arthur Danielle Bigby, and we can negotiate a getting an autographed paperback in your hand. Follow my catalog, my baby's catalog. We got more to come. Our pen will never rest, so we always in the lab. We got more coming towards you real, real soon. Awesome. You take care, Danielle. Always welcome here, girl. Thank you. Love you, ladies. And support Let's Chat. Let's keep them popping because they're one of the best we got. Oh, oh, oh thank, thank you, you so you very much. That. Yeah. <laughs> All right, see you ladies soon, and you ladies have an awesome night. Yes, you too. All right. I love when she comes join us, Leash. Yes, I love because her energy. Let me tell y'all, her energy has always been the same. Um, Her energy is the same when you see her moving around, when she's moving her books in the street. Like she is just, Mm -hmm. she just brings life to everything. Um, and even she talked about even when things weren't weren't going the way she wanted and the way she expected or, or how fast, it, but she always, she always has a smile on her face, always, every time you see her. Mm-hmm. Every time you see her, she has a smile on her face. So we appreciate that. We appreciate her, just what she brings, just, just her life. We want you guys to go out, make sure y'all one-click one hood love. Head over to Amazon, get your one click on. Check out her library. You're not going to be disappointed. 
We so appreciate everybody coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. We will see y'all tomorrow. Honey, Pentakin Publishing is in the building. We got Sean St. Clair and Daniel Marcus. They have come together. They have created a bomb, bomb, bomb collaboration and partnership and we're going to have them and some of their authors on on tomorrow to come and talk that talk with us so we are excited thank y'all for hanging with me and see absolutely we'll see thank you, guys you. We tomorrow you. we Good appreciate you I am the one that they missing, my nigga. I'm part of the streets, part of the streets. I am the one that they missing, my nigga. I'm part of the streets, part of the streets. I am the one that they missing, my nigga. I'm part of the streets, part of the streets. I am the one that they missing, my nigga. I'm part of the streets, part of the streets. Twisted again, live from the pen. Warning these niggas, I'm after they chins. I'm making hits from the Fed. Hold out your arm, be calm while I pack the syringe. I am the streets. I represent for the ones that be having that blow in their pot. I am a bricker that 81 Yola before bacon sold. I blow up the spot. Who harder than me? I bet he faking. Manager twisted. He just a replacement. I'm still a fool with the tool. He should be cool because murder was one of my cases. I'm on appeal. No, not appeal, dummy. I just said I'm on appeal. And if it go right for me, I see some lightning before 2020. I'm off of this deal. I'm tired of the fear. I got some homies that I know are strong, but they died in the fear. I know some niggas that lost all their bitches and 